Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend, this is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are Definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. to all of you little hitchhiker friends. So glad you're joining us today as we travel all over the greater Atlanta area and listen to everyone's stories. I wonder, what would you talk about if you were to climb into the back seat, huh? All right, let's get this show on the road. first rider gets us started off with a kind of perfect little BCP story. The kind of thing that you probably don't share very often, but it's just a great story. Also, I think her sense of humor and adventure is pretty great. Story number 121. Thursday, February 4th, 2021, 11 p.m. But so I moved to a new city. Okay. From obviously an older city. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Very mysterious. <laughs> I know. I really like to set the, set yeah, the bar high. Yeah. And been living in this new city for about a year and a half. Okay. And then I get a someone slides into my DMs from high school, right? Oh, I like you this. You know, pretty cliche story, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Mm-hmm. And they go, you know. Scrolling back to pics from, you know, it's 2021. We're in 07 on Instagram. And I'm like, this is getting into the thick of things. Uh-huh. And so it's like, hey, super cute. Like, how are you doing? And I'm like, is this goodness gracious? All right. <laughs> Great. How are you doing? Kid I never really talked to in high school. Um, wasn't even like, hey, in the hallways. Really no mutual friends, anything like that. Right. So getting to the point. How are you doing? What are you doing? So you moved to, you know, New City. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I also see you're on this this app. Are you really into all these things? And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, oh, I saw you were on Open. And literally, 
time stops, I'm transported back in time three, four years ago when my friend had me download this app okay. for sexually deviant people that his cousin had like launched. And oh, so it wow. was all about how you can pick if you're, you know, into, you know, bisexuality, polygamy, pansexual, mm. okay. you know, into couples, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be, sex in public. Yeah. And I was at a very interesting time in my life where I was just like sex in public, sex in cars, you and your wife, whatever the case may be, left and right. Like I was into it all. I was like, the in, world is it, my sexual oyster. Right. Which I totally respect. So like, this is like, you were into it in a theoretical way or you were into it like, Hey, I'm giving some of this a try. Is this necessary to I answer mean, that part? Yeah, of course it's necessary, <laughs> Katie. What do you? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I was definitely into it all, like okay. sexually deviant side, and I would say it, it would with trusting safe sexual yeah. partners, protection, all of right. that. Boyfriend right. at the time, right? You know, let's do this here. Let's now, do that. Very it, adventurous with the right human, not strangers, with like someone I'd be seeing. Yeah, love it. Now, is open? What's the difference between open and like a fat life or one of the BDSM type of things? Interesting. Was also on fat life. Okay. Um, very similar except okay. this is structured and um don't say this verbatim when i was on it it was very much like a tinder where you could okay. swipe left swipe uh, right that's very and different match yeah, okay. with people who you could see had similar sexual preferences yeah and so he's like are you really into all these things i'm like what are you talking about and he's like this app and i'm like what and he's like you're on the app oh and i literally go to it there's pictures of me on there from three years ago Ooh. with like my face and oh, my dude, oh. this is like the town i went to high school and he's oh. like are you really into like sex in public and like all this stuff and i'm like i'm so sorry you stumbled upon this i had no idea this would ever like went into fruition and the only reason i thought of this story is because you said the word open uh. and i'm like oh my god let me tell you about this mortifying thing where i'm Probably uh, matching with like yeah. the valedictorian of my high school's dad, which I wish that would happen. He was Ooh, pretty hot. All right, I like that. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, I'm so sorry. Please forget you ever saw this. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go delete this. Thank you for telling me. Right. Also, I'm halfway across the country. Right. And I'm sorry. This is how you seek out women uh, because I'm sure uh, that, uh, I didn't say that. I would never that's say that. That's like you. <laughs> no, I'm not. She's I'm, cold <laughs> as ice. <laughs> this is. I got this ice box. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and so that's my little open story is I stumbled upon a kid from high school who <laughs> called me out after I moved halfway across the country asking if I was still into all the sexual preferences. Can you imagine like for half a minute he's like, oh my God, I freaking hit the lottery. Like a girl that I kind of have an acquaintance with yeah. and she's she's a freak like me. And then she he finds out it was all just a mirage. Yes. Gosh. That's me. I'm like, I, you're just a mirage. I'm like Katie. a sexual Carmen San Diego. I'm <laughs> copywriting that line. That's that. mine. You, yeah, no, no, that's yeah. That's a bumper that. sticker. <laughs> no, uh, dang it. I was going to build a whole empire off that, too. Oh, it's all good. <sighs> 10%. Okay. All right. Now I like it. 60-40. 60-40. Right. <laughs> you're amazing. Thank you for sharing your story, and thank you for being so open. Absolutely. Here for you, man. All right. I'll be having my dumb joke, by the way. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Also, you missed that turn signal. On I did? No, I'm just kidding. No, You've been oh. on a straightaway. I'm just busting your chops. All right. Yeah. Well, so far, I've not done great at picking Have a up, great so. night. Thank you. Thanks. I think the relatable part is that virtually all of us have some proverbial skeletons in our respective proverbial closets that we'd just like to stay there. I mean, who doesn't have an embarrassing phase in their life that they 
would rather not some kid you went to high school with in your small town find out about. Ah, never mind. Maybe it's just me. Oh, right, and, and Katie here. This next young lady may have had a couple of drinks in her, and she was ready to share about her experiences in the strip club world. Feels like this story would have gone well with the last episode, where we had two strip club stories. Also, while I was recording the conversation, I said it was the 121st story, but it's actually the 122nd story. Story number 122. Thursday, February 4th, 2021, 11.35 p.m. Okay, so we're going to do something a little different. You said you'd love to talk, but don't have a specific story. So we're going to do, I guess, a mini interview. And we're going to start off with, I picked you up from a strip club where you waitress. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Okay. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about what it's like to be a waitress at a strip club. Okay, so it's just so much. When people are really drunk, like, yeah. they don't even know where they're at. Wow. They just tell me, like, let me get this drink. And they're like, oh, I never forgot. Look, I already paid you. I'm like, no, you did not pay me. Like, <laughs> girl, right. you're showing your booty hole, but you can't pay me? Like, <laughs> you can't pay for that booty hole, girl. Like, I need my, I need my money, too. Right. So. Yeah. Um, tell me, like, what is one of the craziest things you've seen go down in the last maybe month or two? In the month or two, well... Or uh, longer, but, like... Just a lot of people jack off dicks, bro. Oh, really? I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. So, like, legit, legit, like, do you see this, or do you just kind of know what's going on? Okay, so I, um, over the pants kind of shit, yes, I see it. Okay, wow. So you're, like... But you're, in the VIP, look, yeah. I'm from some other club which was yep. really well known yep. kind of shut down yep okay so that shit was we we were making so much money in there really but now this club is different so yeah. they kind of keep it to a certain point and like they don't want pda and shit like that Got so it. just dancing and all that shit but yeah um yeah, just like over the pants shit, but in VIP, oof. I've seen bitches sucking dick. Wow. I've seen bitches on the dick. Wow, really? <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. No, it's not crazy. It's just normal. Like, it's normal. Yeah, I'm not strip club guy, so I don't, yeah. Like, that are whole... you not a no strip club guy? <laughs> no. Come on, bro. No. Like, what do you do? You just, this, uh, this is all yeah, you do? pretty much. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm my a... God. But even when I was, like, in my single wild years, it just wasn't really my gig. But that, that's why? why it's so interesting to me. Um, Honestly, not this is not about me. It's about you. But for no, me. No, but I, what, what I'm saying is, yeah. why don't, why was it never think, interesting to you? I'll, I think I'll, I think I know why, is I always felt like I didn't want to have 
to pay girls to like oh, pay attention to me. Oh, I'm not paying for a mortgage. I'm not paying for well, no, 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 student no, no, loans. No, 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 not, no, not that, not that, not that. Like, but, I just didn't want to pay for a girl to like. I wanted to know the girl if she actually liked me because she thought I was cute or because she liked my personality. Uh, baby, would, in that kind of atmosphere, come on uh, now, you should know better. Yeah, like. that's why. That's why I didn't like it. Right. That's why I didn't like it. So, um, okay. So, tell me, um, how? What else you want to know? Tell me. Tell me, baby. Tell me. <laughs> talk to me. How, how did you end up finding your way into doing waitressing in that uh, particular uh, world versus like so, a... So, I, I, I used to dance. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay, so you were already familiar then with the, with the scene. Factory, yes. Mm. I was already there. Um, I already did that. Stay to the left lane. Yes, oh, wait, hold on. I need to talk to my security. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. But, um, yeah, I used to, I used to dance and... Um, that shit was cool for a while, but after a while, I was like, oh my God, I need to do something else. Yeah. So I started waitressing at the same place that I was at, okay. and it was cool, whatever. Yep. But, mm, yeah. the life, the yeah. life, it just sucks you in, bro. Does it? Yes. I, I feel yes, like... Because it, the money is so good. Right, yeah, the money's so good. And it's cash. Right. But like, okay, and and, and if I'm wrong, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but does it also like drain your soul in some way? Or are you... Yeah. Okay. Can we put this on Put pause? it on pause. Put it on pause. Okay. So yeah, that's one of the things I, uh, I know when I've talked to some people, I'm just like, who, who are in the environment, it just feels like it, they're, I agree, the money seems to be fantastic, but like their soul is just like so drained. I've seen so many girls. Yeah just like because i danced for like three years right oh, and wow. i got tired of it yeah, yeah. so quick yeah like by two and a half years i was done i don't yeah. want to do it and that's when i converted into waitressing yeah, yeah, yeah in the same club that i was at but sure um that shit is just so draining yep. you're depressed right everybody needs to fucking drink right like, yes yeah just to like that's what i've heard yeah. Yes, you drink need a drink to, just you to get through the day. Yeah, exactly, or the night, yeah. I'm not no pill popper, no, right, no right, right, right. cocaine, Good. nothing like that. I not smoke good. weed. Look, I smoke yeah. weed and well, drink. You're like, in Atlanta. <laughs> you're in Atlanta. I'm from California. <laughs> well, I need I some know. fucking weed. Like. That's true. 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 <laughs> but but uh, okay, so and then because because we're getting close to dropping you off, so yes, let me ask sir. you this: um, what? What is your like passion or dream? Um, is it to is it to stay? I in just want to be happy. Okay, so you're. You, I you, just want to be happy because yeah. that can come in so many different forms for right. people. Yeah. And what what is a happy? If you were to just paint a happy life right now, what would the, what would Carly's happy life look like? Um, I would be on a beach on on the side of the beach, okay. just ocean. Yep. Because I'm from California, I of love course. all that shit. I love California. And just paint or and draw and Artistic. make clothes oh. and make clothes Ooh, so you, i love clothes so oh you have God. you're so you're an artist oh yeah i definitely have paintings and i draw i like pencil i love that for the mo for the most part i yeah. don't do color pencil or anything like that but yeah that shit is so awesome to me i love clothes and drawing and painting wow. painting is a little difficult but right Thank you for all these questions. You yeah. have been a doll. Well, I appreciate I've, you yeah, so and, much. And, you, and this is what I've been looking for, which is so funny because yeah. 
I'm like, I wish I would be on a podcast <gasps> or something. Like, oh. and I feel like, you like, I got the microphone. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, th- this is okay. So you're the hundred and twenty-first story that I've gotten, and I've never done it interview style. So you're the very first person I've ever done it with. So you're that you're amazing, and you you broke new ground tonight in Thank the world. You. I'm of, sorry, I like questions. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, it's perfect. Carly, thank you so much. Thank you so much, my love. I appreciate you You and stay blessed. Yes, you too. After taking a lot of dancers in strip clubs to and from the club, I can say that most of them were picked up somewhere from pretty tipsy to flat out drunk when I picked them up after work. And of course, that doesn't count any other type of narcotic that they may have been using to numb out. I am not saying it in a judgmental sort of way. I'm just sharing my observation that most of the ladies I have spoken with in this profession say they cannot do their job sober. Whatever else can be said about the job, that is a hard thing for me to reckon with. You can learn a lot from people that come from a very different background and socioeconomic place than you are from. This next young man comes from incredible wealth and it gives him a vantage point that is very eye-opening. Story number 123, Friday, February 5th, 2021, 1.03 a.m. Um, so, I was very blessed in life. Okay. Um, my father actually created a restaurant that, um, is known globally. Really? Or, I'm sorry, nationally. Okay. Yeah, Um, wow. We have about a thousand locations throughout the Southeast. (laughs) Wow. Um, Okay, that's amazing. And, uh, I now work for that company. That's amazing. I started my own uh, construction company with that, okay. but um, we uh, we I now open up. So actually, I worked for the for the for the company back when I was in college. I used to cater sororities and fraternities and kind of just dabbled in a little bit. Told my dad like I was like, "Look, dad, let me let me try my own thing." Yeah. Left the company, started my own thing, and and started a construction company. Yeah. In three years, we're expected to do around thirty million bucks. So that's pretty dope. Dang, bro. Um, commercial, I assume. Residential and commercial. Okay, both. Wow. Um. So now I am back in my father's footsteps, and okay. I now open up new markets with celebrities and athletes. Yeah. Which is super dope. Um. From that, I have learned within my along my journey of life I'm 27 years old yeah that life it's not about being successful it's not about making money mm-hmm. it's about giving back and wow. I, I have agree with you more by the way but that's amazing I have uh, you're young to have learned that by the way created a uh, nonprofit called happy feet okay and uh, it's where we actually bring people with disabilities into our community and we give them jobs because people with disabilities 
like Down syndrome, they sit on, after they age out of programs, they sit on the parents' couch for the next 15, 20 years and just watch TV. So yeah, created this program for them, and um, it's a it's 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 a life changing experience whenever you work with people with special needs because yeah. people think that these kids. Or these people, yeah. they they look they people look down on them because mm. of their disability. But in reality, these people that have these disabilities are gifted with the with the fact that they're not corrupt by the outside world. And all the only thing that they can give you is is love. Yeah. So their souls are just pure. And so you good. think going into it, being surrounded by them, that you're going to teach them. But in reality, they they teach you and mm. they help you. Like wow. they have changed my life in a way that I can't even describe because being surrounded by someone that's not corrupt by the outside world with all everything that's going on and with just all the bullshit and yeah. everything that's just terrible. Yeah. Being around someone that has a pure soul is is it's 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 life changing. That's amazing. Yeah. What would you say if you had to pick the top one, two, maybe three maximum things, what are the top couple of things you feel like you've learned on this journey uh, of helping people with down, with down syndrome and other disabilities um i think the number one is we take life for granted mm-hmm. i mean we take life for granted that the fact that we can just walk around oh, and communicate point. with people that's such a good point i mean it's it, it's 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 we go in every day thinking that like we're, we're good and we have all these problems but really in reality like there's people that have like serious 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 problems but like yeah. we we have it good and yeah. there's people out there that that truly don't and they yeah. and they're and they they're they still have a smile on their face and they're still the happiest people in the entire world it's <laughs> so true it's it's wild to even think about yeah I worked with a guy once. It's, I don't know why this just popped back in my brain because I don't know any other reason why I would, but I worked with a guy once whose brother was Downs, and we ended up on the subject of like faith and God and all this stuff, and he's like, I, I don't know that I have any faith in God or humanity, he said, outside of the fact that when I'm with my brother who's got Downs, there's something about him that I see got it and he said he may be the only person i know though and i was like it just blew me away couldn't agree more I, yeah yeah it was a really it was a, I, that uh kind of had forgotten that so thanks for reminding me but dude that's amazing um and i will say this i like i love that you're only 27 uh, and you've and you've learned this because you know uh sometimes it, it takes a lot of guys like into their 40s or 50s honestly before they they may figure that out so um that's pretty amazing. Um, and so, yeah, bless you, man. That's incredible. Absolutely, and thank you for the work man. you're doing. Hey, I'm happy to give back, man. It, it's it's more than just giving back, though. Right. That's no, I, it sounds it. like I there's mean, a profound change that's happening in you. So, well, like, I mean, it's it's a whole 2021 movement. Like, mm-hmm. I have a, um, a gig with Lil Baby at the end of the month where I'm taking the, uh, the restaurant that I'm a part of. Yeah. And we are bringing it to um, his his hood, yeah. essentially, and um, we're going to give back to the people that he's grew up around. Oh, that's amazing! So, it's it just feels good to to 
give back yeah essentially yeah no it, it's it's incredibly life affirming bro thank you so much Absolutely. i really appreciate you sharing really really i do thank you when a wealthy person tells you that having money is not what makes you happy or satisfied you can take that to the bank truly no matter what your financial position is, helping others and learning from those that don't have the same capacity as you can really help bring meaning and purpose into your life. Making an appearance on this episode is a paranormal story. This young woman was really fired up during her telling of the story. I'm guessing partly because she didn't want people to think she was making this up. And she also, I think, really wanted people who didn't believe in the supernatural to know that they should. Story number 124. Friday. February 5th, 2021, 1.28 a.m. I was living on the west side of Atlanta because I'm from Atlanta. Yeah. So I was living from the west side of Atlanta. The area, it was, it wasn't, it was what we could afford because I was buying houses for myself. So it was what I could afford. So I done heard some stories about the area, people dying or whatever mm. in the area and stuff. So I'm not thinking of it. I'm like, man, that's, you know. Yeah. So I'm in the house one day and I'm watching like documentaries of um like, what is it called? America's um, Haunted Story. I mean, Ghost Stories. I don't know what it's called. Oh. American Horror Story. America's Horror Stories. Oh, yeah. So I was watching stuff like that. So I was asleep one night and I just felt something tugging on my um, blanket. So I'm like, I'm tripping. Like, it's nothing tugging on my blanket. So I'm flipping. I'm like, I'm dreaming. Yeah. So then, you know how you could feel like something coming onto you? Like, you could just feel this. I don't know how to explain it to y'all, but it just yeah. felt like this spirit was just yeah. coming onto me. Ooh. So then, in my head, I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes. Like, you got me. Like, yes. Jesus got me. I swear I could die. Like, I seen a big black figure standing in the corner of the room. Like, I'm not playing. Like, tears, tears yeah. gonna roll down my eyes telling y'all this because, like, I just felt it. Like, that was the scariest moment. So then I'm, I was like, I was like, um, who was I with? True. I was like, true. Cause I was with my boyfriend at the time. I was like, true, get up. True, true, true wasn't in the room. Mm -hmm. So then I'm calling for true. He was in the living room. So true came and then he was like, come to me like come to me mommy come to me and then i'm like i can't like i can't it's standing right there standing right there he was like nothing is standing right there he turned on the light and it was still like right there i don't know what it was like wow. what it was then my grandma was like she gonna come and baptize the house yeah. and all so then another night i'm in the shower and like the um toilet little thing just like slammed down i'm like what the world like something really going on in here something going on so i'm just stiff i don't be knowing what to do like yeah. i don't know me i i don't know so i had wow. called true i said i'm finna leave the house i can't stay here no more like yeah i can't stay here no more so then 
y'all might think I'm lying or not, but on the news, the craziest part on the news, bro, on the news, like, a few weeks later on the news, like, I think it was a little boy body who come out, he came at missing on drumming, on the west side of Atlanta and drumming, yeah. Ashby Road, and then the, the little, the body was in the back of the um, house, in the duplex, because if you see how it look, it looks so run down, you would have been like, you really live there, but yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that, like, yeah. people just got to get what they for it, like, yeah, you get what course. you pay for it, yeah. and yeah, a little boy body was in the back oh, of the house, and no. some other people but yeah so i guess it was his ghost or something but i don't know and it's, it's real like ghosts is real people like y'all need to believe in these stuff like <laughs> ghosts demons the devil yeah, heaven yeah. angel god stuff it real like take heed in y'all religion because when it's that time to come and y'all meet y'all ma maker or whatever like y'all gonna be like mommy told us about stuff mm. like this like god is real i'm telling you that opened my eyes that's yeah. why i really have a big belief in god because wow. that happened like where is that gonna come from right. like She talked for quite a while after this about her beliefs in how souls don't always go right to heaven. She also said that the boy was 14 or 15 years old that got killed and unfortunately was out gangbanging. So he lived hard and, and died young, unfortunately. She said her bedroom window looked out over the overgrown courtyard area where she awoke one morning to cops pulling the body out. She also said that her grandmother was the one that helped her no longer fear evil spirits. A combination of prayer, holy water, a Bible under her pillow, and a rosary necklace that she wears help her feel protected. She said she can still sense the presence of something dark watching her, but she is now untouchable, so she doesn't have much fear anymore. Next writer has big plans for her career and is just getting started on them in a real way. There are few things more exciting than starting a job that is in line with where you are wanting to go. Story number 125, Friday, February 5th, 2021, 9.09 p.m. Okay, so my my biggest dream is to be a boss ass bitch in New York and Love just it. like run run it, you know, like yep. I intern in fashion, just be like a Anna Wintour kind of situation. Love it. Yeah, that is that is my biggest dream or fantasy. Um, yeah, I love it so much. So tell me a little bit about um, what what are you doing right now in your life that's sort of moving you towards that goal. Right. So I am actually from Georgia. Love it. Um, I entered in New York Georgia. a few summers um, throughout college, had the best college experience. And really? now I just got a job at a beauty product company in um, wherever we are. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm, that I'm yes, in Atlanta. Yes, and I so. started on Monday. I'm so <gasps> excited. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so you're you're going to be uh, working in the beauty world. Yes. Now, is there any, are you touching fashion in any way directly in terms of clothing or is it strictly 
uh, on the, the sort of makeup end right now? Right. It's actually on the makeup end. Yep. Um, the company I'm working for uh, actually creates makeup brushes for big brands. Nice. And they have their own exclusive brand, which is really cool. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Your friend is whispering to you. I like that. Um, <laughs> um, so, but what it'll do though is it's going to put you in and around movers and shakers in the fashion world. Right, right. Yeah. And it's very fast paced, like when I worked in fashion. So, yeah. Very excited. Start on Monday. Wish me luck. Oh, <laughs> the best of luck to you. You're going to do so good though because you have the passion and you've obviously got the um, the brains for it too, which is Thank fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah. No, I can tell it really. You're it, really hyping me up tonight. No, I'm loving this Uber situation. Oh, thank you. But no, I'm, I'm being totally serious. I'm, uh, I, if I may say so myself, one of my gifts is reading people. And I, so uh, I can definitely tell like you're the real deal. Um, all right. So. You can read people? Uh, yes. That's a, whole, a good eye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I've, I've been saying. in sales a bazillion years and then right. a lot of other stuff. Just, you have? Oh, yeah. Oh I, I, I was. Hold on. But the, it's not about me. So <laughs> I, I, I'm curious, like if you could paint maybe not the most like um optimistic but sort of like a semi-realistic picture what is the path from starting here working for this beauty company to getting you on uh in in new york like what what does that look like right definitely working myself up in the company in atlanta Mm -hmm. and um then maybe eventually moving to new york and having like a you know high up position say for Vogue or Mm -hmm. you know other big fashion brands that would be like my absolute goal but I'm very very happy to even get this experience in the first place so I'm very excited to start this job that's taking taking it one day at a time no I get it I love it no that that's amazing (laughs) well I wish you all the best and thank you so much for sharing your your dream with us thank you so much I appreciate it you bet I love the enthusiasm, and I hope all is going well for her. It would be pretty interesting to interview her now and see if the job was what she had hoped it would be, and if she's still on track to work her way towards New York City. Rider takes us on the journey of leaving the safe nine to five world and striking out into more entrepreneurial waters. Some may find all of the ins and outs of learning about wholesaling real estate to be a little boring, but not only do I find it interesting, I also really get psyched about young men of color succeeding in spaces where you typically don't see them. Story number 126. Friday, February 5th, 2021, 10 p.m. Hey, so I'm Marcus. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm yeah. uh, in real estate, and uh, I just want to, you know, tell my story about, you know, where I started as a nine to five and how I got into real estate. I love that, dude. Yeah, tell me. By the way, uh, if you don't mind, how old are you? You seem young. I'm 27 years old. Uh, okay, this is fantastic. I love this. Okay, yeah, this is this is great. Tell me all about it. So you said you started in the nine to five. Yeah. So, 
Um, graduated from the U of M. Um, didn't really want to go into corporate. I did have a degree in teaching our learners education. I didn't, uh, like I said, go into the corporate of teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it for one summer, and I and I kind of didn't want to have my life career shaped into that. Yeah. So um, I went back to work because I still needed to make money to pay bills. Yeah. I had a girlfriend, so she liked the things, and you know you got to keep them happy, but you know <laughs> right. you're still going through life. Mm-hmm. So um, I started at the nine to five. Uh, Makita's homemade butter cookies. It's a, a bakery in, out in Memphis, Tennessee that uh, my parents own, and oh, nice. they, they do really good. Been in business over 21 years. If y'all ever get a chance to stop by in Memphis, just look that up, and it should be the number one cookie store oh, that pop awesome. up. But I was there, you know, helping them out, you know, mm-hmm. building capital. But it wasn't until you know I started reading where, you know, I, I needed to save a percentage of my money to kind of buy myself out of working, and uh, uh-huh. I started to save like twenty percent of every check that I was getting but yes. I still didn't have a vehicle to grow that money so I was basically just you know stockpiling the money but didn't have a vehicle to you know grow it to in grow an exponential it. Yeah. rate so mm-hmm. I got into e-commerce actually okay. got into e-commerce and uh, did eBay, Macari, Poshmark, OfferUp, Amazon I ended up making well over 20k just doing that Nice. and that was in the span of uh, 8 months and okay. I was, also during this 8 months um, I was teaching myself how to you know use the strategy of wholesaling in real estate and um and and, and for someone who is just doesn't know anything about real estate what is in layman's terms what is wholesaling real estate so so wholesaling in real estate is a strategy where you can find a distressed seller okay and uh provide the resource of you know helping them um alleviate whatever problem that may be causing the distress with the property yes um you can also buy that straight out Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Or you can put that under agreement or piece of paperwork where, mm-hmm. you know, you f- ask full consent of that seller and let them know what's going on with full mm-hmm. transparency. Yes, and uh, you can also have a cash buyer's list is a jargon we use in that, where, in that world where you'll take that property that that sweet seller just, you know, gave you the opportunity to help them out on mm-hmm. and sell it to an investor. And that'll be called an assignment. Yes. An assignment is also a piece of paperwork where you're an assigned the a property that you just got under contract um, under the purchase and sale agreement with the seller you're assigning that property over to your cash buyer and then you make the difference and the difference is your profit that's amazing okay Awesome. Okay, so that's wholesaling. So you started really, you started really researching wholesaling, and you're, and you're feeling like, oh man, there, there's something here. Yes, yes. Um, so you know, you have a plethora of information yep. on YouTube. So while I was at the bakery, um, I'll, I'll be wanting to learn. So I'll get on YouTube in my break time. But it was really. Um, after I got off work where I had to dive deep into it where the long nights and the early mornings yeah. kick in just really educate myself it's just so much information but then you start to get like I said it took eight months so yep. you start to get analysis of paralysis and <laughs> you you get to a point where you have to execute so yeah. I had initially two failed first deals okay and um that was just learning you know learning processes for me but they kind of kicked me back from 
pursuing the wholesale strategy at the end real estate and it made me ramp up my e-commerce okay so after i ramped up my e-commerce i wanted to transition the money back into real estate or at least learning uh -huh. about wholesaling yeah 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 so how that ended up happening i'm gonna lead you guys up to how i got my partner um i was driving for dollars this was like at the end of the eight months you know you feeling the pressure you know yeah. bills coming in things like that and you're ready to get out of the nine to five of course but for some of you that's listening to this, y'all probably had the same struggle I had. I wanted to make my nine to five and real estate work because no, I had yeah. such an emotional connection with it being my family business right. that it was crazy to even just kind of like silently walk away. Yep. But after I proved what I was doing in real estate, my family understood. Yes, sir. So sometimes you got to step out on their dream and kind of show people mm -hmm. what it what it really is before they actually believe in you. Yeah, and I was gonna say you you, you gotta have something to keep you afloat because getting into real estate can be a, a pretty dry in terms of money. There can be very little money in the front end, but I will say uh, I agree with you that it's very difficult, especially once you start getting traction. Very difficult to do both or two different jobs. It's just almost impossible. Yeah, and we can go right into trading time for money, you know. Yes. With the eight hours being so demanding on me with the bakery, yeah. I couldn't, you know, put my full potential into the e-commerce nor the real estate. Yeah. And you know, when you're doing things like this, I call it the figuring it out phase. Yes. And you gotta really narrow it down to one because it'll really sap your energy just working on all of these things yes, sir. Uh, each and every day. Because yeah. that's, that's really the task, the daily, you know, balancing. Yeah. Okay, so you you you're, you're making your kind of your second run now at wholesaling. You've learned more. You've decided like I'm, you're going to go for it. What what's what happens? So so what ended up happening when I was driving for dollars, I ended up running into my partner who is uh, JC right now at the moment. Yeah. Um, I ran into two of his properties that he was you know needing help selling. Right. And um, I ended up finding buyers you know for those properties. Dang. So that was my actual. First First deal I made fifteen hundred on, and he gave me the proof of concept that I really can do it. That's amazing. And when I and, got and all of that came through driving for dollars. So you're like you're networking while you're driving. Yes, yeah. So Heck yeah, so, man. so I'm driving for dollars, man. You know you got to skip trace the owner, and he popped up as the owner on the property, and man, we ended up uh, working the deal out. And he always said he could have made more money, but I don't think <laughs> he would have made any more money, but. It's a fruitful partnership right now. That's amazing. When you were saying driving for dollars, unfortunately, because I, I'm in the uh, uh, rideshare world, mm -hmm. um, I was thinking you were talking about like driving for one of the rideshare companies, but you're not talking about that, were you? No, no, no. So in the um, real estate world, especially when you're utilizing the wholesale strategy um, and you're needing like lead generation, mm -hmm. uh, we got a method that's called driving for dollars. Okay. Or you can say driving for millions. You know, it's all yeah. about how you're thinking, thinking sure. of these things. Yeah. Because... Um, once you're riding around, let's say if you're a newbie and you're starting your your own backyard, mm -hmm. um, just ride around in certain zip codes until you know you can get that uh, property that that is the deal. And the way you get that is through volume. You know, it's not going to be five properties that you're driving around and writing down and it's going to pop. No, you're going to have to do you know this zip code this day, yeah. this zip code the next day, this zip code wow. you know the following day, mm -hmm. and until you learn the market. And once you start learning the market. The game is still on because you have to talk to over 200 to 1,000 sellers to actually hone the skill of, you know, talking to sellers 
dollars to get a deal. I love it. Okay, that's amazing. So you're you're driving for dollars, driving through the neighborhoods, finding mm-hmm. these unique properties that that might be right for the wholesale, and you, you've got this partnership uh, with a guy that you kind of helped uh, bring together the the seller mm-hmm. or the buyer, excuse me. And uh, where where is things gone from there? So um, from there, um, we've actually. Post-COVID ramped everything up September, November, December. Those were our best months where we ran uh, ran the money up over 100K uh, for That's the fantastic. business. Wow. So now, like I was telling when I first got in the, got, got in the podcast, yeah. um, that, you know, we're really systemizing everything at the top of January now so we can really execute, you know, throughout the whole year. And, and by systematizing, you're you're then planning on bringing other people into this organization. Right, right. So, okay. so once you're, you know, advanced, getting into the advanced things after you go through all the grunt work mm-hmm. of that first initial year, it may take, you know, a year and a half, but you will make it through. Once you get through that grunt phase, yep. you'll see that you want to take that initial check and invest it right into the business because the checks uh, and the strategy of wholesaling are so variable yes. that uh, you don't want want to go back to square A of chasing the first <laughs> right. check, you know, right. just to build the infrastructure of your business. Yes, 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 yes. That Yeah, that is so powerful. Uh, by, by reinvesting in yourself, um, it, it, you, you are you're going to grow your money exponentially and you're, like you said, keep yourself from sliding backwards. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's phenomenal. Um, gosh, I, I guess the maybe the, the sort of the ending question is kind of like what what is your guys' vision or plan for the future? Like, where do you see this going? What's your three to five year plan? Uh, we want to be the best real estate company in the world. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's amazing. Okay, so you're you're not playing? Yeah, we're not playing, man. With this opportunity that we have, and you know, being in our position, we feel like financial literacy is strong. Yeah, and uh, we really want to implement the Dr. Claude Anderson uh, power nomics. Okay. Um, which I'm not familiar with. Yeah, so he has he has a curriculum. Okay, I I, I look at it as a curriculum because the book is so powerful. Mm. Um, if we know, you know, ninety percent of most people's problems is financial. Yeah, and the reason mm. of that is because the lack thereof, the things we don't know. Yeah, you know, we're pretty smart people, but yeah. if we don't know certain things, we can't utilize it as a resource. Yeah. So financial literacy and uh, utilizing Dr. Claude Anderson plan of paranomics that help us move on the wealth scale. Iota. Okay, that's amazing. And is Dr. Anderson, is he black by any chance? Yes, yes, he is a black man. That's yes. so cool. Okay, and because and and, I don't know anything about the book, is it talking specifically about real estate is, uh, or, or is it just the, the power of investing and, and, and all the rest of it? Well, I say, I say it starts with you. It starts, the book starts off with telling you about you. Okay. And then it tells you a plan into how to help the masses. Okay. Because we're all, we're all going through this together. It's sim- yes. similar to the pandemic, but it's a financial pandemic. Right. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really true. And I think the pandemic has highlighted uh, one, of, uh, one of the things that I started to wonder as the pandemic started was, I wonder if this is going to push a lot of Americans into entrepreneurship, right? Because, right, because you're because so many people's nine to fives or whatever their normal gigs were just literally just being 
uh, taken away from them. So many restaurants were going to fail. I mean, all the stuff we're seeing, and it's such a wonderful time if you have any entrepreneurial spirit in you whatsoever. It is as good a time as you're ever going to see, I think, to jump into that. No, you're definitely right. You can see it happening right in our faces. Um, if you don't think that, you know, the business, the big businesses are recognizing that people have the opportunity to work from home mm-hmm. and, and that will affect them in mm-hmm. the future years, if oh, yeah. we don't really just adjust and, and try to see how we can economize this thing and, yeah. and monetize it properly where businesses won't fail yeah. and people can still be properly, you know, supplied with jobs. Yeah. Um, this thing can get catastrophic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We don't even know where we're sitting with uh, Moderna and Pfizer with this vaccine. Right, right. And uh, it's really just, you know, got got the people on edge. We, yeah. We're, we're looking to our leadership, but our leadership is looking to nothing, and, and we, we really just don't know where we are right now. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's really it's just really cool because there's not too many young black 27-year-old guys who have gotten in on just kind of like through like the book resources with Dr. Anderson, the, you know, with YouTube done the research, found out that this whole real estate, making money in real estate is actually accessible to, I mean, you seem like a very regular person. You it doesn't, I don't think you came from like a bunch of money or whatever. Like you just, you're just a regular guy and you're making it happen. So, I mean, I really hope that this episode is, uh, or this story, if you will, inspires other people that are maybe feeling like they're at the margins and they're not really part of, you know, in the know or whatever, and that, that they can go out and they can actually do the research and that they can make it happen. That is so awesome. No, I definitely agree with you. And, and we got to think about it with everything that's going on right now. This one story right here can, can take somebody out of depression. Yes. It, it could cure their anxiety or it can make you or it can help you make your next million dollars wow. just off bridging the gap of something that you may not know. Well, you didn't ask me to do this, and, and there may not be anything that you're doing along these lines, but uh, and, and this podcast isn't about like pushing anybody's particular product or whatever, but I, I feel really passionate about helping people uh, in communities where there's not a lot of financial literacy, where there's not a lot of people around them doing things like this to to get access to it. Because I, I love what you're saying so much. You, you actually said something right before we started what did you say that uh, what was the saying you said about so your somebody's actions can be somebody else's liberation what, what was that yeah so when we're doing great things we liberate others through our actions we liberate others through our actions i love that so much okay so here's the thing do you have are, are you in the business of uh passing along information or in some ways empowering people and then there's some sort of a business angle for you is there is there something we can promote a bit uh, like a website or something for that for you personally or 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 no um yes i have a instagram y'all can follow me on memphis nino that's spelled m-e-m-p-h-i-s-n-i-n-o um it's just a memphis artist thing um just a natural natural creative y'all can follow me on ig if y'all have any questions about you know coming into real estate and, and utilizing the wholesale strategy for the first time or even if you just have you know questions around any advice just direct message me and i'd love to answer that question for you or be a resource to you ah dude 
I don't know why it's just it's just something in my heart. Uh, so I just bless you so much. I, I am like I said, I already said I was proud of you, but like I really hope that there, like you said, even if it's just a handful of people that hear this, it gets them off the couch, maybe out of anxiety, depression, feeling stuck, and that they actually do reach out to you, uh, Marcus. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving what you're doing, and I hope that other people are able to be inspired and and um, and helped by what you're doing. Y'all better watch out. This podcast is going to go very live across the world. Uh, you know what? I'll take that. I'm uh, I'm excited about it. This is my little baby. But honestly, Marcus, seriously, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for sharing today, really. No, thank you. I'm proud, too. Yes, sir. Yeah, again... I just find people like Marcus to be so inspiring. You don't have to be stuck or typecast in life. You can decide that normal job life, even if it is a family business, is just not for you. It won't be easy, and there are no guarantees of success. But if you're willing to work hard and not give up, you can do the thing you really want to do. Also, as a quick note, Marcus's IG link is in the show notes if you'd like to give him a follow. Well, we've covered a nice range of topics from sexual embarrassment to the paranormal, but three of our writers today talk in one way or another about what they do for a living. From the wealthy young man who isn't just a trust fund baby, but has found ways to make his life mean something, to the young lady on her first steps towards being a boss ass bitch, as she put it, to our last writer who shared his journey out of the expected career path. And our last writer reminds me of a quote that I want to leave us all with today. It is from one of my favorite movies of all time. And it is a quote that has just stayed with me ever since I heard it. The movie is The Imitation Game. And as a side note, if you've never seen it, even if you're not a World War II buff, it's worth watching for the cinematography and the writing and the storyline and the acting and, and all of that good stuff. And it's based on a true story, my favorite. But the narrator, who is talking about the main character, who in real life saved millions of lives with his invention, said this. Sometimes it's the very people who no one imagines anything of who do the things no one can imagine. This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare 
and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget.